get stupid. Yo, get stupid. Hey, I'm Carl. <laughs> I'm getting stupid. And I'm an addict <laughs> alcoholic in my sobriety days, August 22nd or somewhere around there, 2014. I'm Chelsea. I'm an alcoholic. And my sobriety date is February 19th, 2015. This, this is, is Sober Pod. Sober Pod <laughs> is a podcast dedicated to the idea that one addict or alcoholic helping another is crucial to building a life in recovery. Join us on this season as we read from our book, 366 Fucking Days Sober. And as always, stay active, stay sober. <laughs> Sorry. And be Sorry. stupid. You know, uh, so what we are doing is we are reading through, okay, first of all, we're doing a book, 366 fucking days sober. And that book is, I mean, it's nearing completion. I'm on, I'm in October 27th in terms of this writing now. So wow. I, it, it's coming, people. It's really it coming. It is coming. Uh, and huge shout out to Aunt uh, E. Uh, yeah, Anthony E for uh for offering to edit because he's doing a stellar job, and uh, again he's he's just telling me to do like all the right things, which is great. I love is that. Is he telling you to add that, more you know. fucks? Like no, but, but we did talk about having um uh thrown in a a, a few cunt words. <laughs> oh, because he's from Australia, you know, and they they throw cunt yeah. around like it's nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, here in the U.S., we kind of we we reserve Isn't that cunt. Weird? Yeah, for like these higher, like, yeah, that's totally above fuck. Like, if you like (laughs) throw in a cunt, like, in the middle of like a, you know, school service or something, you're fucked. You could get like totally expelled for throwing out a big cunt. They would just yell, fuck you. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in Australia, fuck you, you cunt. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, he's, I think, I think he's actually encouraging some of the problems you know you know the those australians they're just a bunch of uh just just a bunch of prisoners anyway you know that's, yeah, that's really how they exiles. started you know yeah so <laughs> um so uh and then uh and then what else do we got going on oh a, a, a huge shout out to uh v who does the sos uh meetings on saturday her um her sobriety date uh i think is today as officially uh march 19th so she's got a, officially a year so just a huge whoop. shout out to v who's doing that so she's got a Congrats, year and she's super service and doing the deal as hard as it is sometimes to do the deal she's doing the deal so i, I, I love that um and then i would like to remind everybody that we um we do have a call in um you know for our show so if you'd like to go to the website silverpod.com scroll down and at some point it says leave a message and a button. Uh, you can click that mess- message button. Click the and button. <laughs> and it'll give you a minute <laughs> to say whatever the hell it is you want to say, and we will play it. So this was Aaron talking about Australia. This is Aaron who who was uh, talking about our Living Sober um, uh, book as we Series, were going through it. Yeah. Series, like last season. So if you want to go you know, listen to that. Uh, this is what Aaron had to say about it. So. G'day, Chelsea and Carl. It's, it's Aaron here calling from Sydney, your little your little Aussie friend. I uh, just want to say a quick hi and say you guys are doing a fantastic job. 
going through the the Living Sober book and and the Twelve Steps and um, some really good subject matters been coming up. And I just want to say I've been really enjoying it. You know, I've been uh, listening probably around since two thousand and nineteen, so fairly fairly new days, you know, for SoberPod and. It's uh, been a very important part of my my recovery. And the SOS uh, meeting on, I think it's Saturday, your time, it's Sunday morning for me. That's really cool too. So keep it up, guys, and I'm happy to be here. Have a good one. See ya. See, and this, you can too. Yes, for only a low, low price of only $9.95. Yes, you can <laughs> Psych. You can leave your goddamn message. No, seriously, if you'd like to leave a message just like Aaron just did, uh, please visit go on over to silverpod.com. Or if you're on Spotify, I think it's like right there in Spotify. You could just like leave a message and do it right there in Spotify. Um, anything else that we got going on? Um, we have our Facebook group, a uh, private group, SoberPod Live. You can join by going to facebook.com slash groups slash SoberPod. We have Bang and Bod Phil there who does an exercise class every Saturday morning, making me out of breath. Yeah. Not just because much. he's good looking, but when I actually <laughs> do it. <laughs> he um, is way too good looking, you know, and, and I, you know, I've always been jealous of, of that boy, you know, so, really, really ridiculously yeah. good looking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. And All then right. we are part of the fire network. Yes, the fire network. We're still part. We're still pushing the fire network. I don't know if anybody's ever going to join or not, um, but the fire network is friends in recovery enterprises, and it's basically put on by uh, friends in recovery community dot org, who is also the friends in recovery podcast, uh, and that's Ed and his team over there. And which, by the way, they do the twelve steps uh, this last year. So if you are looking for like twelve step information. Uh, go to Friends in Recovery, and they did the 12 steps all year long, so they did a step a month. Uh, so they did, you know, step one in number one month, January, step two in February, et cetera. Um, and they just, you know, they just went to town on that stuff. And they, um, uh, if you if you can't get enough of the 12 steps, go on over to them. Um, and we, you'll get your fill here, too, that's for sure. So then, um, uh, yeah, for, uh, Friends in Recovery Enterprises, the Fire Network, uh, we're looking for like-minded individuals who are content creators in recovery and sobriety. If you are doing the same, we'd love to help promote you and vice versa. So please uh, send us an email, info at silverpod.com. Ooh, man, I should just record that one, put that one right there. Just That was very succinct. <laughs> very succinct. All right. Well, let's so, get into uh, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> 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 the meat and potatoes I, getting stupid are, are i want to like, be stupid yeah, yeah, i want to get stupid <laughs> um so uh so what we're doing is we are reading through the book 366 fucking day sober where we read a, a day and today it's march 19th and here's the the reading for march 19th do you want to read it because i really like when you read it and you say the words that i've written and it sounds fucking hilarious <laughs> <laughs> Especially uh, when you I will, cuss. I will give it a whirl. I, I try right, to enunciate my fucks. So, uh, March, <laughs> March nineteenth. Don't forget to be fucking stupid. You read that right. Don't forget to let yourself go. Be silly. Have some fun. 
We can get so serious sometimes that we can lose track of the joy and playfulness in life. Not everything has to have some aha moment or deeper philosophical meaning. The word we need to learn is irreverent. It means showing a lack of respect for people or things that are generally taken seriously. This kind of thinking in recovery goes back to a group of AA that had created 61 rules to follow. After sending these quote-unquote rules back to New York, AAHQ, because there were many disagreements over them, the New York AAWSO sent back another rule, Rule 62, which states, Don't take yourself too damn seriously. Reflections When was the last time you really let go and had some fucking fun? Did it feel good or awkward? Why? Daily challenge. Go to a party. Not a drinking party, of course. But the next time you are invited, say yes and just show up. I like that last part. Just show up. I I don't get out enough. I really don't. You know, I'm just, I'm just talking You're in to my a closet. Today, like, yeah. Yeah. Are you locked in a closet like 23 hours in a day? <laughs> you know, Chelsea, when you're not around, like literally <laughs> this is what I do. I just sit in this fucking closet. This is how, I, this is how For everyone who doesn't know, Carl is in a closset with padded foam to like <laughs> Where I absorb the sound. <laughs> Who knows if he's being locked in there, guys? We don't know. I, I'm in a small padded room for my own protection. <laughs> <laughs> and for uh. others as well. So, um, uh, so you know, this, this writing came from, there's two, two things, which is, one, it originally came um, into my mind because uh, I think when I wrote it, I was going to... Um, you know, we have a club, right, that we go to. It's an Alano club, and um, they have uh, they have events that they put on, you know. And and one of the events is uh, uh, karaoke. And so uh, I never did uh, karaoke sober until I went to this uh, to this event at this club, you know. And so um, and one of the things that was really hard for me, first of all, I love being the center of attention. I really do. I love, like, you know, dancing and fucking around and da, da, da. but i really love it when i'm drunk right i don't really of like course. it when i'm completely sober and i have to like <laughs> justify you know what i mean i can't justify those actions sometimes because i just get so oh that was s- drunk silly. carl yeah right and so um so i'm at um I'm, I'm at this karaoke and i am like uh and i couldn't let go i just could not let go and then um and then i went with um the second time and uh, uh and, and the guy who is now my sponsor and another friend you know there and uh and they were really encouraging me to like you know fucking loosen up you know and you know and i started to sing and it was just, and i was you know it was like uh and they were like dude like no no really do it like don't don't just like don't hold back just really go for it you know and then as i was singing they were really like encouraging me to like really just let loose and uh and it was so hard because i was like i i just felt so you know, um, just, I don't know, self-conscious or tense mm-hmm. or just, you know, and I just couldn't do it. Uh, but then when they were encouraging me, I, have, I finally was able to, and it felt so good just to like, let the fuck go and like, just 
you know, have fun with everybody. And then, you know, mm-hmm. started dancing around. You know, I love dancing, too. It's just even though I lost my balance, um, <laughs> <laughs> I could still dance at least, you know. And um, so I do. And, uh, and I, you know, doing that uh, that white man's breakdancing shit, you know. I love doing that. <laughs> it really freaks people out when, a, when an old white guy can breakdance. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, it's it, that's kind of stuff. And then the other thing that came to my mind was when I was when I was very newly sober and I was getting my daughter's phone fixed, uh, the screen had broke or something, and I was taken into a place. And while we were waiting, um, I started chatting to these uh, attendants and like these, you know, clerks and, and I was just cracking jokes and I hadn't cracked jokes like that in a really long time. And I, and I, and I just forgotten how good it felt to make other people laugh. I love to make other people laugh. It's like that to me is like my, my best gift I've ever been given is to be able to do that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and when I saw their faces and their enjoyment and, Man, I walked out of there. I was feeling high as a fucking kite. And all I had done was just, like, make other people laugh. And I forgotten what that felt like because I had been so low for so long. You know, just genuine interest and engagement and, you know, just being civil and fucking frivolous. It was fun, you know. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just forgotten what that was like. And it was so nice to have that little experience getting my daughter's phone fixed, you know, that and karaoke and shit just like that. You know, um, when did you, um, have you ever, did you, have you ever done karaoke sober? Um, honestly, I don't think I have. Um, it's possible. Like when we went to Maui, um, I was about, uh, two years sober ish, not sober ish, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, around yeah. the two-year mark yeah. um you know we went to a bar and i i think we may have done karaoke but honestly it wasn't i don't know if i participated i may have just yeah, been yeah. a fly on the wall um but that's that's like a really good example and i wish i had something but i so when i first got sober we went to a concert Bug. He's a reggae artist, and I love him. Oh, I know and, all about the J-Bug. Me and the J-Bug, oh, we're you? like that. Yeah, No, I have no Fucking, idea what the hell you're talking oh. about. <laughs> Damn it, Carl. I'm an old white guy, Chelsea. Well, we're going to get you cultured, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he goes to California quite a lot. So <laughs> anyway, um, we went to this concert, and you know, I was really, really excited for it because... Um, it was around my birthday and, um, you know, but I was newly sober and there was Mm -hmm. alcohol there and we were with some family members who kept like pressuring me to drink to the point where I was just like, no, I'm not drinking. Like, you know, I didn't know how to say, please stop asking me. You're making me uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. um, at that point. But I just remember like, I could not have a good time because I was so focused on alcohol, even after I was sober, you know, like it was really hard because I was like, man, if this is what my life is going to be like sober, how the fuck am I going to live? Because this is miserable. Like I'm Mm. not having any fun at one of my favorite artists concerts you know, and I'm there for the music, but all I'm thinking about is why I can't drink like everyone else. 
So mm. uh, that was a challenge to get through, but I'm glad I went through that experience, you know, because it prepared me for future concerts and how I would, you know, go forward with that. Um, but then fast forward like another year, um, another two years, I don't know. It's all a blur, but <laughs> we went to another J bug concert and it was so much fun because I was not thinking about alcohol at all. Yes. Was it there? Absolutely. Like it's a concert. Um, but I was there for like the music and having a good time and dancing and singing. And that was amazing. And, um, you know, sobriety gave me that because before, even when I was going to concerts or, you know, anything really, it was always about alcohol. And, you know, I, I would be hesitant to go to any, uh, concert, you know, sporting event, anything without alcohol, you mm -hmm. know, I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm good. I'll, I'll just, uh, hang out at home because there's alcohol at home. So, <laughs> you know, sobriety, strangely enough, showed me that I can have fun without alcohol. And that was huge. It's hard to see that in the beginning because you're still obsessing about it. But if you give it enough time, you'll, I think, uh, you know, hopefully this is encouraging to those who are newly sober. It gets better. And in my experience, I now enjoy everything 100% more, I guess. Does that make sense, Carl? Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, yeah, I, I, you, you remind me of the concerts. I mean, what a good perspective of like, you know. You know, initially, you know, I, I had the same thing. You know, I remember like going mm -hmm. to you know concerts when I was, uh, you know, uh, I went to um, I went to Pete Yorn in, uh, and it was like a small place over in in um, Orange County, and I li literally was like, uh, um, I, like everybody was drinking. Like that's like you know, it's, it's a two drink minimum. Like not, it's your ticket and two drink minimum. Like there is no other way around it. And uh, and if they're like, well, what are you drinking? And I'm like. <laughs> Whatever's like non alcohol, a Coke, please. You know, of course, a Coke costs just as much as, as an alcoholic drink. But you know, it's like I, I just, I was like, um, I, I, yeah, I was really self conscious about it. I didn't, you know, I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have. Um, uh, you know, it was just, it's just really, you know, strange stuff. And so, and then, um, the next time I went to a concert, I went to Airborne Toxic Event and went to like, uh, whatever, uh, uh, house of blues in uh san diego and uh uh everybody was like smoking dope and whatever and just you know and drinking and it was a bar you know it was like that kind of stuff and you know i could care less basically i it was, it was just not on my list of shit to concern myself with you know uh and that was probably like i want to say about a year um or a little bit yeah probably a little bit more than a year so you know and and that's the difference it's like the difference from you know, early days of recovery, we were totally self-conscious about it going to this other concert, but then, you know, give it, you know, less than a year and I'm, and I can now enjoy a concert in a whole different, you know, state of mind where mm -hmm. again, you know, just a, a year prior, I couldn't. So yeah, I get it. I, I get that perspective too. It's like, uh, um, you know, where we sit there and obsess and we really cannot have fun. We really can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, I guess, you know, what about your other stuff? Your your other, like, so for me, it was like, uh, 
didn't matter if it was like a wedding or if it was like a, um, you know, like a work event or work party or, you know what I mean? Like I just could not um, engage and have fun for like the longest time, you know, mm-hmm. never mind just like, um, you know, about the alcohol or anything. Sometimes it wasn't even about that. Sometimes it was just about, it was a new environment, completely sober, like a new yeah. experience, completely sober. And, mm-hmm. and I always approached it with this like reservation of like, well, I know I need to like, I don't know what I'm capable of doing here. I was scared of myself basically. And I was scared mm-hmm. of letting go and having fun. I really mm-hmm. was because if Carl lets go and has fun, the next thing you know is, you know, Carl's pouring a drink and shit's getting out of hand, you know, and mm-hmm. that's what it was. I was really afraid of myself for like a really long time, really, you know, reserved, you know, and just kind of, you know, and I, I, you know, I feel like I did myself a disservice during all that stuff I, because, you know, boy, if I really had that kind of a fear, I should have been in treatment, you know, <laughs> we so, both probably should, you have know, been. yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> so what, did you ever have any issues about work or any, any other environments that, you know, maybe you probably should have let go a little bit better in. I feel like I take everything to the extreme. And when I'm in work mode, I'm like a very serious person. And, Mm. you know, I've never been the type of person to pull pranks or jokes or anything like that. It's very much like I'm here to get a job done and do it professionally. And I don't have time for fun. Mm. Um, that, well, I hate fucking I, working with you. <laughs> I know, right? I'm not that person anymore. I am to a yeah. point, but, okay. you know, I just, I felt like I was constantly on edge. Like, you know, I was, I was irritable, um, but also kind of how you explained too, like just fearful, not fearful, but uh, doubting yourself and, mm-hmm. um, I just, I didn't want to put myself in a new situation where I didn't know what I would do. Mm -hmm. Like everything had to be very planned. And the sad thing about life is it never goes according to plan. So, um, you know, and that's a part of that's just me wanting to control things. Um, and, and that's something that I still struggle with today, but Man, early sobriety, I wanted to control you. I wanted to control my job, the patients, like everything. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to go my way because if it didn't, I didn't want, you know, that one comment someone made to me uh, to lead me to a drink. Um, and so I was just constantly on edge and I I couldn't have fun. How can you have fun when you're constantly like stressing about you know, <clears throat> whether or not you're going to stay sober that day. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to have fun when fun to you was drinking and partying. And, yeah. and I didn't know what fun was when I first got sober. So if someone said like, let, let loose or, you know, relax, like <laughs> take yeah. a break, chill out. Like, no, there was no such thing because I felt like if I didn't have my guard up, then um, I was bound to relapse. Yeah, I, um, my sponsor, John, he, uh, um, he was talking about um, being tense or being, you know, um, guarded, right? Um, there was a couple things about it too. It's like, uh, not only could I not relax um, in general in my recovery, but there always had to be something wrong, 
you know it always had to be something going on and you know so you know i always had to be working on something i always had to be you know what i mean like focused on something that i was you know either doing wrong or you know what i mean like just this kind of weirdness to it all and um and so, you know I, just not letting it be you know just not letting shit be what what it is you know um so you know, again, I was taking myself way too fucking seriously, and that's why he always reminds us, you know, you know, rule 62, you know, don't take yourself too damn seriously, because that's just the, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, um, you know, uh, I, most of what I do is absolutely pointless. <laughs> like, I got, you know what I mean? <laughs> in my daily life, in my, uh, you know what I mean? In everything, most of what I do has it, no, real no life or death circumstances going on. Yeah. With it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes we can just get carried away with our own shit and thinking that we're all that or thinking that the, every, the, the things that are in our lives are just way too fucking more important than, you know, mm-hmm. other things. Right. Um, you know, so I, I think that was kind of the thing for me is, you know, my sponsor really, um, at the time, you know, really encouraged me to kind of, you know, quote unquote, let my hair down really just to kind of take a step what back hair, and Carl, <laughs> I know, I know that was coming, but yeah. <laughs> But you know, and again, and not to and and not to be afraid to um to be silly, not to be afraid to be the fool, not to be afraid to be the one who doesn't know or doesn't you know blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just didn't because I was always so fucking you know I wanted to construct you know this scenario, whatever this shit is, or, you know, <laughs> and present it to you that made it you know what I mean, like make it look like I know what I'm fucking doing or something. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I know fucking clue what i'm doing um and so why not why not enjoy that why not embrace that right and Mm -hmm. i and uh um and i was so caught up just with my fucking with my ass clenched too tightly and my uh uh, and my outlook very uh sobering right not not in a good way either right Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah I'm, i'm really glad i got the opportunity to you know uh experience you know that from somebody else the god honest truth of like Carl, you need to relax. You know, you need to like, mm-hmm. you know, have some fucking fun. And um, yeah, I just it was, it was like one of those like lessons that you go through that are very painful to start, but in the end, very worth it because you you come out like just with a different outlook on life because of those things. You know, mm-hmm. so, um, so if, I guess if you're listening and you're going through that fucking torture of like. I don't know, taking yourself too seriously, taking everything that it comes at you too seriously. Just remember, like, you know, it can get better and it does get it does get um, uh, funny. (laughs) (laughs) I would I would say, like, you know, find some small thing that brings you joy and just run with it like like a vibrator. (laughs) Whoa. Or a pocket pussy. (laughs) well what i was okay so what i was thinking is we we my husband and i um i don't know if we were married at that point probably not but we had gone to dinner and you know his side of the family drinks and whatever it's fine um but there was like outside of the restaurant there were like these vending machines that have you ever seen those vending machines that have like toys in them Mm-hmm. Like little, like, you know, the sticky hand or whatever. Well, this yeah, yeah. one had bouncy balls. Okay. So we're like, oh, let's go get, let's get some bouncy balls. Um, and, and we did. And then where we were, we were close to a really steep hill. 
And so we were like, we got to go fucking bounce these bouncy balls. <laughs> yeah. How we many gotta, bouncy balls did you we get? Gotta, <laughs> I think we got like we got like three or something yeah. you know they charge you a dollar each stupid yeah, but yeah. anyway so we drove up this hill and we were like we're gonna fucking bounce these bouncy i balls. love that you actually drove up the hill for it we drove up the hill <laughs> so we could see it and see how far it went oh, sure. um and then my husband of course being like <laughs> go big or go home he bounces it as high as he fucking can and yeah. it immediately hits a car <laughs> and, and, then it, it, and then it bounces off into the grass and we lost it forever but you know yeah. what i mean like that is the dumbest the most fucking stupid thing that an adult could go do but you, you know sure? what it's something that was spontaneous it wasn't hurting anyone it was fun it was silly and all for the cost mm -hmm. of like a dollar and that's a mem that's a memory that i'm never gonna lose because yeah, yeah. it was so stupid <laughs> so <laughs> you know just find something that sparks joy like and and uh i don't know be a little carefree for once irreverent so that's the oh uh, that's the kind of that's the exact kind of stuff that you know i'm trying to bring up in this reading to say like you know um you know in the moment, if you can do it, and you're right, if it doesn't hurt anybody or yourself, it's like, why not? You know, um, you know, uh, um, you know. I, I do. Can I tell you a quick story? So, be, so then we can Please end do. this noise. So, uh, this is when I was sober. I was sober from 20 to 25. Is before I actually picked up a drink again. And me and my friends, um, we had I had two friends. Uh, one was a roommate, and the other was just over a lot. And uh, and I was ditching work. I was it was like I was like you know, twenty three years old, and I was ditching work, and um, and I we used to hang out on this corner at this coffee shop, and I couldn't hang out on the corner that day. They're like, hey, let's go hang out at this corner. I'm like, well, I can't. I'm ditching work. They'll see me if if I fucking go there. And then uh, <laughs> and then and then they were like, uh, like, well, you know, what can we do? Like, well, you know, we, you know, we go to the mall or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I, again, I can't go to the fucking mall. What if I somebody I see from my work is there. I know nah, it's like, you know, and then, and then one of my friends just said something so fucking out, out there. He said, well, maybe we can go hang out at fucking Johnson's rental or something. And it was kind of a joke. Well, but Johnson's rental, I and I, and, um, uh, and then my other friend said something like, well, at least they, we, they have, uh, at least we could try on the costumes. Right. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. they they have costumes, you know. This, this, is, <laughs> this is before like you know the uh, uh, you know the internet, right? So basically, uh -huh. um, so I went and um, uh, we I put on the credit card three three uh, costume heads. One was like a Bugs Bunny, one was a Garfield, and then one was like the uh, like I think it was like a chicken, like the Cincinnati chicken head or whatever. So um, so then we. Um, so then we put on these costume heads and then we went and sat on the corner. <laughs> oh my God. So that's and people were just driving by the whole time and there was three of us sitting on the corner having coffee. Right. But, but it was, how did you have coffee of... with a chicken head on? <laughs> that's what I want to know. <laughs> Lift it up and take a drink. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but that was the, that was the whole idea, right? Is that, um, you know, it was, it was silly. It was fun. It was like it didn't hurt anybody. 
uh, you know, people actually came by, like, you know, taking photos with us. I actually went and got their cameras because <laughs> it was before camera phones. And, uh, you know, and it was just it was it was just fucking entertaining, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for everybody, not just, um, you know, not just us. And so uh, it's just that surprise and, um, you know, in that kind of atmosphere that that creates can really go a long way. Again, interacting with people at, at, a, at a store or standing in line. Um, you know, engage people behind you, be silly, be fun, be irreverent, you know, you know, and, and I, you know, I remember, uh, um, I, I was in line and I had my backpack with me and I brought it in cause it has a laptop. Right. And, uh, and I, and I made a joke to this guy, uh, about him stealing something. Right. And I'm completely sober by the way. And, uh, and, and then he fucking literally like, like took it seriously. <laughs> And so, and then he made a comment about like me stealing something because I have a backpack, <laughs> but I, but it, but it was just, it was fun, like making light of something that he turned around so serious on. I was starting mm-hmm. it off as a joke, but he literally turned it just like we talk about. He took himself way too damn seriously and like panicked or something, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. but I just got so much fun out of it that it, it kind of like leveled it down. Right. Cause he tried to level up. And I, of mm-hmm. course, you know, said something else that was just more funny. But that's the idea. It's like, you know, we can't walk around with this fucking tight ass attitude and that we know the answers and that we have the answers because we just fucking don't. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the idea. We just don't. Some days we just don't. So, Chelsea, what do you have to say to the kind, loving, caring, compassionate, empathetic people out there? Well, I had someone <laughs> at work say something to me and I am just running with it because I, you know, I'm in a new position, new job and I'm feeling insecure and, and kind of have imposter syndrome a little bit. And so this other nurse who is pretty new as well, she's like, you know, I have just learned or I'm learning to lean into the stupid, just be Mm. stupid. And totally fits our episode yeah exactly (laughs) so it's like it's okay to not know everything or anything like just be stupid about it and ask the questions and lean into it you know just be that for now until you know better so not really like exactly what this is about but I like the phrase lean into the stupid (laughs) because I need to do that more what about you, Carl? What do you have to Get say? Stupid. <laughs> um, you can't learn what you think you already know. How's that? So, um, Very nice. and that, and I that think that's the attitude behind, you know, taking yourself too damn seriously. You know, so, uh, you're right. Get stupid. Be stupid. Play the fool. You know, just fucking figure that stuff out. Um, you know, if I had the answers that you know, I wouldn't be sitting here on a podcast. You know, um. <laughs> You know, kind of working it out in in, um, in real time. You know what I mean? Because that's yep. what this is yep. ultimately. That's what I've been doing on this damn show for the last six years is working <laughs> out the problems out loud. You know, you know, live. You know, without editing, and that's basically been it. Um, so you know, that's kind of the cool part is uh, you know, I, I, hopefully everybody else who's gone along for the ride has really enjoyed some of that. Like like our our friend Aaron. So. I would like to say, be more like our friend Aaron. Fucking leave a message, you know. 
uh, uh, join stupid. the podcast, <laughs> chime in. Yeah, be stupid. Uh, <laughs> by the way, if you do have any questions of us, I would like to know if anybody does have a question. You know, I doubt people do. We're pretty transparent. But either way, if you yeah. have any questions, comments, or concerns, dude, call in, leave a message. We, I'd love to love to hear something. Um, but I think that's it. I think that's you know this. I think this show's kind of played out, don't you? Play it out, playa. Play it out, play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, <laughs> so uh, okay. So, um, so with that said, what do um, the kind people need to hear from somebody who is also known as Chelsea? Deuces. And Carl? <laughs> stay active. Stay sober. See you.